Welcome back to episode seven, where in this episode, we were left alone. Uh, three lads to reflect on the last six episodes. Um, we've also given our given a go at filming this one. So we're interested to see your feedback on that one. Um, please listen in. We're going to go through our learnings, not even not just from our podcast, but actually from our, our daily lives. And, and we give you a bit of an update as well on our businesses. So please stay tuned. Is the dog days with Ollie Scott, Junior Eldstar, and Ian McKenzie? Da 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 da! Welcome to the dog days. Good fucking morning. <laughs> now the- in video. Now in video. Hello and welcome, video. This is our first ever attempt at being this close together around this tiny little desk. It's uh, the King Arthur table because we're all equal. Wow. Is that what King Arthur's about? Yeah, the round table. That's why he made the round table. Well, because everyone's equal around the round table. Where does, why was he where called does the king? sword come into it? Yeah. No, he got the sword way before. This, this is bollocks, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, King Arthur made the round table. I swear to this. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's quite a guess. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, introducing Seaweed. our... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our seven... Yeah, fucking hell. Introducing the <laughs> Smell of seaweed on my right. It's Pooch. not seaweed. We just clarified. It's, ori- it's oregano oil. Kelp oil. It's right. oregano oil. Well, Pooch is smothering himself in oregano oil, and it doesn't smell good. What, smells what is the purpose before we start of oregano oil? Yeah. Oregano just. If you're feeling a bit under the weather, it just cures you, basically. So yeah. It's a natural healer. But you um, wear it every day, so you can't be under the weather every day. No, it's also good for joint pain and muscle pain, which uh, I suffer with quite a lot. Nice. Mm. Arthritic 27-year-old. Um, <laughs> Too much. <laughs> so, okay. Today, we, we weren't going to have a guest, um, but sadly, they, they couldn't make it. But the good thing that's come from that is we now have two more guests that are joining us next week and the week after. We're really excited, and we'll come on to who they might be in a second. Um, but yeah, we're also filming today for the first time. I feel massively uncomfortable. Pooch doesn't, as you can tell. Uh, it's just seeing the video. Yeah, and you're not wearing your shades anymore. He was wearing these. Now I can actually do this now. He was wearing these <laughs> fucking the things. we're going to find with audio is that Ray-Bans, by the way, that, Ray-Bans. Uh, uh, if you're listening, yeah, you won't be able to see what we're saying. So, so I, for the purpose of audio and visual, he was wearing, type into Google, <laughs> dickhead sunglasses, and you'll discover what wow, he was wearing. Look into the camera. Ray-Bans, <laughs> Ollie, look into the camera. Oh, jeez. Yeah, jeez, 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 jeez. <laughs> anyway, so this is the man behind that hosting voice, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I'm the at, hot guy. At this point, we might have had a lot of people dropping off because we're chatting nonsense. Yeah, yeah. So how, I bet, how, how are we going to address this podcast as a free? Thank you. Thank you for steering us back on. Let's hear your agenda. Our agenda is very simple. Um, We're going to reflect on the last three months. Um, I also, I think (laughs) it's really important. Sorry, I'll take this shades off. Um, They're down. We want to reflect on the last few months. Um, It's been two months, I think, now. Um, Uh, So the first episode went out on the. 31st of December, I believe. Nice. Okay, so we've okay. Fucking, nice. it's not even been that. It's been a month and a half, Lots and we've it was. Yeah, we managed well, to have. No, we got it because our, our goal was to get that first episode out of out before the new year because we spoke about going new into the new year. <laughs> oh, yeah. However, in that first episode, there were a lot of things that we had to edit out and whatever. So yeah, guilty. We probably did it the week before. And then we finally got a last edited version on the 31st of December. And so everyone can that. then cram in their New Year's resolutions on that last yeah. day. Perfect. Um, so yeah, we're going to reflect on the last six weeks. We're going to speak about things that we've learned, not only from our podcast, because I think that we had some amazing guests on covering already a plethora of different um, subjects, but 
in our time away from this podcast, a lot of us spend time reading books or listening to podcasts or just living life as a normal person. And the we wanted to document, yes, everybody else's stories and their specialisms, but also ours and what we're heading and going through as a, as a trio because we're all on, on our own little mini missions. Um, so I think the, the way... It's a therapy session. This is, yeah, it's a therapy session. It's because so since we started doing this, we've... Uh we only see each other at the moment, like, to do this. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. So this is where we you. come and see each other and talk about what we've been up to. We should probably get Anneli back on to deal with our relationship ourselves. <laughs> like, you know, I feel like the, the the bank account deposit box isn't really being, you know, given. Fuck bucks. You're not doing it much. Yeah, where the fuck bucks? No. Where the fuck it's bucks? Like we're are? almost, fuck we're like colleagues now. Yeah, that's colleagues. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that word. Colleague. <laughs> okay, so let's let's kick it off. Um, uh, I wanted to start this by asking. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, and going back to, um, I the first feel time. uncomfortable now that I'm in the middle. <laughs> really? Yeah. What? Because we're gonna have fuck no, each other. Because the eyes just fucking looking at me, man. It's that like Sauron from Lord of the Rings. As if you care about having that camera. You film yourself <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's no. <laughs> anyway, um, let, let's kick it off because I think we spent the, the first session really covering what our intentions were, a few of the things that we wanted to achieve, and let's not re- reflect on our resolutions now, but. We went in being like, okay, we want to learn from these people. First guest was Josh Connolly. Josh, Josh, wow. Josh yeah. Connolly. What a guest. What a guest, yeah. yeah. Can what I guess. say that I, I, A, didn't know how well that was going to go, and B, the reaction that we had not only from, from us as a trio, mm. but from everybody, you know, I won't name any names, but people have been meeting up and speaking to him personally. They've connected to him, and I think a lot of people found that his story resonated with them. Yeah. And no one no one realised the power of trauma within a childhood and, and how that can lead into mm. your behaviours afterwards. And not only that, and the best thing that Josh did at the end, which I think was brilliant, he was able to reflect and tell people what you can do to then change that feeling and, and lean into those tough times. And one of the things that I personally took from that was how to help friends. And I think we spoke about, you know, that theory. That yeah, the fish, the fish theory. Yeah. So for anyone that didn't hear that one, I, I, I implore you to go and listen to it. But B, the, the way it went was any negative thought in your brain is like a, a rotten fish. No matter how many positive thoughts you throw into the, the room of this rotten fish, mm. your the fish will still overpower the, the positive thoughts and, and the other flowers or smells. Now I'm talking about the other one. Okay, well, I like this one. Anyway. Okay, well, oh, you're, you're, the you're one about the... knocking on the door and, you know, oh, us okay. as friends are always like, bam, 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 bam. Like, what's wrong? Like, mm. I'm here to help. Where actually, you should actually probably sit outside yeah. the door and just sit there. Yeah. And just be there. For well, them. yeah. And then also linking to relationships in general mm. the idea that he had was sorry not the idea that he had I'm losing my train of thought but I know what I mean theory. What, the theory that he had is that when we have a problem or when our friends have a problem we're just automatically not even listening to their problem or yes. letting them think it out we're just mm. like you should do this you should do that you should do that or in fact something that I do he said that even a more common mistake is saying you know, you shouldn't be thinking this. You're such a great person. You know, you've got all these positive attributes. You've got you, yeah, all of this kind of stuff, which you automatically do. That's what I was saying. You flood the positive. If, if, yeah, if one true. of our friends is feeling really shit and has low self-esteem, I thought that means I should try and give, give him, him some self-esteem. Yes. But that's apparently not. But he recommends spending time with the problem and, and not like finding the problem. Yeah, yeah, defining what it is because you get someone that comes to you and goes, "Oh, fucking, I was so annoyed about this person," da, 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 and they'll be really pent up, and then there'll be another person in the story and another thing that pissed them off, and then you go, "Okay, dude, what? There's something we haven't got to yet. Mm. What else is annoying you? And how else?" I think, yeah, to obviously counter that is, I think from Annalie, we also learned there was a time and a place to say no. 
because mm. you have to be in the right place of frame of mind to actually help someone as well. That's very true. If you're not in the frame of mind to, yourself to, to be ready to actually help someone, then how are you actually going to physically help? Yeah, them? yeah. With burnout as well, that's that's is very true because if you're burnt out and yeah, you, if you're just accepting yes to every invite, not to upset your friends, then you're not giving them your best self. Exactly. Yeah. So then you're just being seen. It's worse that you're actually going, just accepting these invites, and then coming with no energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've noticed that, I mean, Ian as well, you applied some of it not, literally not that long ago because I've been, there's quite a lot of stress going on with me personally and every, literally every area of my life, whether it was work or I was about to say relationships, but I've literally got no one uh, in that field. Actually, uh, you do. Yeah. Actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like, you know, friendships and, uh, yeah, work and, and everything else, from family as well as within this thing. And I called you out, obviously stressed about one thing, and you... I noticed you didn't interrupt me and you didn't go, oh, that's because of that. Or, you know, that's obviously happening because you're doing X and you should stop doing that and you should start doing this. And don't forget, you're a great person. You just kind of sat with me whilst I spoke through it. And then we almost, we kind of tackled the issues as they came along, as human beings should do. And it was a very collaborative I think therapeutic phone call that I had. The last the powerful thing about that is when someone actually listens to you and you're talking. Yeah, you actually then start to realize because when you're talking, to, when someone doesn't interrupt you, mm. you figure out yourself almost. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Because otherwise, it's just in your head. Exactly. So, so when you get in one out, you're like. Oh, actually, wait! Like you did, that, you did that with me the other day when we spoke about your launch party and stuff. You were mm. just talking about it, and then suddenly you were like, "Oh!" You reflected on it, and then you realised what you did wrong, or what yeah. went wrong, or what went well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's yeah. A lot of these things have helped me do that. Thank you, thank you, Josh. So we are actually subconsciously, and he's a great fan. Yeah, 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 oh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. What a nice guy. <laughs> what a lovely man. Support, yeah, our number one fan, and and uh, yeah, really appreciating the love from from Josh. But also, he's still continuing to give us support about everything else as well. Exactly. It's not just the friendship and the social media sort of like backing. It's yeah, also, yeah. Oh, guys, this you know, he's he's helpful with everything that he says. So that's. Well, he actually brilliant. sent me. He actually sent me a podcast. Yes, this is quite good, isn't it? He sent me a podcast yesterday um, to listen to. Robin Sharma is one of my favourite authors. Mm. Uh, Michael oh, Solis yeah. Ferrari. No, what so podcast? I listened to the podcast. Sent it to Ollie actually. You you listen to you like fuck. That's my favorite. For, for one of my favorite podcasts. I then had. Uh, Why post- didn't I get an invite? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> then Robin Sharma actually messaged me on Instagram. So, oh yeah. my god, oh my god, and leading on from that, sorry, really interesting. So, you know, you thanked him. Yeah. We had the conversation. Where I was like, I've got a new thing. When I hear something sick, I'm going to thank the person that that made it. Yeah. Because how much that means something to someone of when you when you does, thank yeah, them. Yeah. And like when when Josh messages us and you know he called me on New Year's Day to say that podcast was really good. It felt so much. It's so good to have that. So I imagine that when you've messaged Robin, who is a worldwide bestseller, 25 years of writing books, he, he it's amazing that he still gets a random thank you. And he still... And he replies to it and appreciates that thank you. Yeah. That is... I think that's brilliant. But at what stage are you going to exploit that and then ask him to come on the podcast? <laughs> so... Right now. Yeah, yeah. Thanks Well, he's thank actually you. invited us to go to the US. Oh, really? Yeah, to meet him. Wow. Okay, uh, we're flying out there to go see him. We'll see Do- you soon, abroad. Sharma. <laughs> <laughs> also, another thing, just while we're on Josh, that came um, from his conversation and, and from a book that I've been reading, which is called Atomic Habits... Um, was about the importance of building that morning routine. If you remember, we've spoken a lot about that. I felt in times of high stress, I've fallen out of that routine. And this isn't a a place where I want to preach about how brilliant my morning routine is, but I've found the difference in when I don't stick to it and when I do. And when I fall off and fall away from what I'm doing, everything else starts to crumble around it and the structure in my life goes a bit weird and then I have nothing to center myself with. So 
the, the combination of those those two things, reading the Atomic Habits book and how learning how to implement a habit. Yeah. By the way, the five AM club. By the way, is also that's um, interesting. Yeah. The the Amazing the point. way that he speaks about building in a habit is essentially the two things are make it easy and then make it rewarding. So if you can make mm. one of the things that you want to do easy and rewarding. Uh, or, or it works on the on the other side as well. If you want to give up something, make it harder and make it dissatisfying. Yeah. And if you can do those two things, you start to learn how to build the so habit. So with that, how are you building a habit for your morning routine? So easy and rewarding. Okay. So how have I implemented it? Firstly, I mean the gym thing was already. You mean smashing the gym? Inbuilt. Like yeah. I, but I do you know what? I was getting bored of the same routine, so I was like, what can I build in mm. to to my to my morning routine to make sure that I don't get bored and stop going to the gym? So I built in. Um, spin class cycle with a P um, mm. in the morning and, and to make sure I get up so there's a thing called uh, podcast habits brought to you by cycle yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks cycle um, they they have this thing that called um, habit stacking and mm. So you start every morning. I want to drink a glass of water, yeah. and, and actually, scientifically, you just rise when you when you neck a glass of water in the morning. You're like, whoa! You can't fall back asleep. Hydration. So yeah, yeah. So you have it stacked that you wake up. The first thing you do is neck the glass of water, and then you're like, Phew. and then I tried to not look at my phone, so I put my phone further away from my bed. That was about making it less accessible. Mm. And then uh, the next part was to try and buddy up with Quinn, because then I find it's quite a fun thing if yeah. you do it with a friend. Hundred percent. You then you're at the end of it, you get you have all those endorphins flooding, and it feels amazing. So. Invited Quinn. I actually got a buddy credit and got him into the thing, and then he's now giving me a buddy credit because he signed up as well. So the habit is implemented, yeah, and it's. Each other. Do you know what you know? Doing that high intensity workout on a Wednesday every week—that is like I want to I have that in my yeah. weekly thing. But I think it's a, I think it's important. That I think a lot of people when they're trying to change their habits, I think the common mistake that people make is they try to do too many things at once. Yes. They try to change their diet, lifestyle, um, morning habits, all in the same time, and yeah. then it all comes on top of them. And they're like, "Fuck!" When in fact. For me personally, what I found worked better was, okay, I'll first try wake up at half five in the morning. Mm. I'll tackle that in the first two weeks. That's done. Then I'll do meditation. Mm. Then I'll add fitness. Then I'll add my diet. And then it just all sort of accumulates together. So you focus on one thing first, mm. smash that, and then go to the other. Yeah, I found, yeah, that does help. And then it's easier to fall off the wagon. <laughs> and it's like, how do I, how do I keep that, that going? And, how would you recommend I wake up early? I'm struggling. Really? Like, early nights, early. man. Honestly, yeah, but you're, but I think you're, I think some people aren't morning people. Uh, like, I, I say to you, how do you, yeah. how can you tell me? Because you were last night were working at a members club until 10 in the evening. Yeah. I could not do that. I, my brain does not work from onwards from 7 p.m. I'm fucked. So yeah. I do think there's a, there's a value in learning that, okay, I'm a, I'm a night owl and you're a morning person. You can't be both if you're both. And you're Gary but Vaynerchuk. then there is that, there is that thing of, of habit, like you said. You can change that if you want to. Mm. Yeah, and Annalie was saying <clears throat> when she was talking about burnout that people think they're night owls and whatever. Mm. Unproductive. But, and, and you're working these extra hours, but then are you really being productive with that, with that time? Yeah. But for me, it's like, there's lots of work going on which is great but it's I actually there's only a certain amount of hours in a day so if I have to focus a certain proportion of those hours on one project the only other opportunity I can do it is in the evening yeah so there's not enough hours in the day do you know what I find though with that is Okay, for instance, when I wake up, when I do have my 5am mornings and stuff, that's the, the book 5am club actually, it's, it's amazing because when you wake up at 5, you do your morning routine, you go, you, let's say I do my meditation then I go gym by the time that's done, it's only half seven or seven. People yeah, are just waking I know. up. I it would be amazing. He's got. To do it. I know. <laughs> Stop telling him this. He's like, yeah, I get it. No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I would love. I know that I could actually probably use that extra hour in the morning. But and what? then you have the hours to. Yeah, yeah. Later. I agree. I just 
It's actually it's a functional thing when I'm. You say go to bed early, which might be mm. it. But when I actually when it's I set that alarm at five thirty and I automatically I I know that I'm not gonna do it. Mm. I know, and then I wake up and it's I don't know. It's just. I've just got this embedded thing that I just can't get myself out. Try the water. Like, I'm just going to say. I, no, I get it. Start with the water. I get 100%. It. Dave, Dave, Goggins, it. Dave Goggins. We we talk about Dave Goggins, and he's yeah. like just fucking that thing in but your head. There, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is there any anything in your head that you tell yourself? So, I literally sometimes when I sit there, I think, oh, it's so fucking warm. Oh my god. I just go get the fuck up. Get the fuck up. Literally yeah. in my head, I just say it to myself. <laughs> so I'm like, get the fuck up, you lazy piece of fucking useless shit. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Fucking, I'm on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as that. abusive to myself. I just literally net the water. <laughs> I, that, that, just, yeah. just know that you're thirsty because I am always thirsty in the morning. Maybe I'm lucky for that. I think, I, to be honest, I probably drink more water than anyone. I've always had that water there. But then th- there's actually been a mental block is that, and you're you're going to back this up, is that I think tap water is... I don't agree with it. I think it's oh, actually better. Oh, for Jesus. Fuck. No, I know, honestly. I know, but I genuinely... Don't drink tap water. Then I've, I've, done exper- I've done experiments on my body. I know, I know, but I've done experiments... No, 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 no I, don't want, I don't want to be part of your club. But I've done experiments <laughs> no in does. the sense that when I drink tap water, I do get a bit of like phlegm in my throat the next day. It mm. does, actually. I think because I'm so used to drinking bottled water mm. that now when I drink tap water, it makes me feel a bit sick. Okay, before... Like, I'm, I'm going to say something before I we know, go on. But that, that is an interesting insight. For so me, I don't I need find to get the, the difference. bottle, I guess. But then, you know, I don't want to be contributing to a dolphin having my bottle in his head. Because <laughs> <laughs> plastic... Classic, oh, mate, that's well, a great, yeah, but you can get glass bottles now. That's true. Yeah. I've learned one big learning as well before I let you go on a rant is um, the the art of not preaching as well and maybe having just conversations with mm. people if they want to know. Mm. The, this podcast has been brilliant because people that want to hear about things will tune in and we don't have to rant at people that don't want to hear about yeah. spring water, right, or alkaline yeah. diets or yeah. keto diets or, or morning routines. Yeah. So, like, this has been a brilliant capacity. And I, and I kind of – I read somewhere in a book um, it said like this is a great thing these are the rules of life la 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 first rule of life is don't tell anybody about these rules because they don't want to know yeah it's <laughs> the rule of fact yeah it's the first yeah. rule but because, and it's not because we want to be secretive it's because as we were, as we found out with Annalie everyone's building their own jigsaw and the minute you fucking start showing how shiny and wonderful your massive dinosaur jigsaw is over there they look at theirs and they go oh, I've only got Mickey Mouse and and like you know but then that Mickey Mouse before they saw that dinosaur <laughs> before they saw that dinosaur they, they were really proud of their Mickey Mouse yeah, puzzles so I think and this is a good analogy I'm going to use it again with the jigsaw thing but if you the, the more you flaunt this thing that you've got and you're preaching to people the more fucked off human beings that don't why, want to see it why don't do like you think it. that you naturally you I'm, I'm saying uh, naturally gravitate towards preaching like, I don't think you are preaching but why do you think that okay I can tell you the answer to this question and I've discovered it in the last two weeks I I, I've always thrived off recognition. My old boss used to say to me, you have two people in life, people that, that um, work off recognition or people that work off reward or something in between. I'm definitely somewhere in between, but I lean towards the recognition part, right? Mm-hmm. So either you're just fucking callous, fat banker that just wants money, I don't give a fuck what you want things, or you're back again. He's always really, here. I really, want <laughs> you to, I really want to bring that analogy oh, no. to life. I really want to... Like, the guy yeah. eating the cake. Should we, should should we, we, we need to get an actor and you need to like, oh, program him and get yeah. That's so yeah. weird. I was thinking about Wait, doing that. Anyway, so yeah. that's, the, that's that fat guy. And then the the other person is the, the person that needs, needs reassurance and they're always there like, how was that good? Was that good? Was that, good? Was that okay? okay? Thank you. Oh, thank you. So... I definitely am. I need. I need that part in my life. I need re- to be recognised. And with when I haven't, when you haven't got a girlfriend, <laughs> everyone knows this. Um, when you haven't got a girlfriend, when you haven't got um, a boss there telling you that you're really good, and 
I'm not slaying my family for not saying that I'm really good, but my family aren't, that's not their job that they should be playing, being like, hey, you're killing it, Ollie, because to be honest, that would grow quite boring for them. And I don't want that from them because my part is to support them too. So I think the reason I I I use social media or my WhatsApp groups or my immediate uh, friends um, is for recognition. And I think that's where I... I would I'll be feeding from them to gain that. So therefore, to Anneli, I think I'd say for that one, that was a, a nice little kind of combined learning and that little book that I read in Norway. I, by the way, I only read one <laughs> one uh, page of this book, and that's what I got out oh, of it. Nice. Ah, another thing as well on that. Do you find I've I've got this thing right? You get recommended all these books from these people, and it's like, okay, read this, listen to that, mm-hmm. and it starts stacking Binkus. in your head. No, I know Binkus is a really good uh, hack for that. Do you know what an easy one is? What? Having a thing, a notepad being just titled, read this, watch this, listen to this. And every time someone goes, by the way, this book's amazing, because at the moment my reaction is to go, fuck off, I've got 10 that I need to read. <laughs> yeah. I now go, He's whacking the list. oh, okay, what's it called? Send me the link. Brilliant, that's He's on the list. the list. That's on my, my book list. I've now. got a huge, I'm not reading at the moment at all. I think that um, that is a common uh, dilemma for people that, think they read books you end up going like you posted on your instagram stories the other day like that uh you in a bookshop and that feeling is so ledge when you're like wow look at all these oh, books yeah. yeah but i know at home i've got five that at one stage i was like i've got to read this yes i haven't read it yet yeah I've got so yeah. many books i haven't read I've, the amount of books it's like by the way mate this changed my life <laughs> right i'm a multi-billionaire oh really okay great well the other person told me that he turned from being like not blind to seeing again or, or whatever yeah so like, <laughs> really yeah. bad analogy but which, how do you register which book is more important and which one to spend time I've with? I've got a question. How, how, from the books that have actually managed to captivate you and you've managed to read from the beginning to the end, yes. what have they got that the others don't? Oh, my God. I think that, for me, anyway, I think the books I get most out of aren't the business model, like, this is what you have to do. It's more spiritual. Yeah. It might, it might, because you, you relate that to your business life and your everyday life anyway. I completely agree. The book I've read that is a good combination of the two that I've read from start to finish, enjoyed, mm. looked forward to going into my bed and reading it, was Own a Day, Own the Day on Your Life, Aubrey Marcus. Yeah, you love that book. I really, mate, yeah. I, everyone I've recommended well, it to actually, is standing for it. I, I, read it. I bought the book because of you, but I haven't read it yet. <laughs> Some of the things that he's mentioned in the book are quite, um, they're radical and they're alternative. Mm. So if you are a doctor that's been trained in a certain way, but is equally quite open, I can imagine you go into your scientific mode and being like, that needs to be proven a bit further. I think it's all theoretical, and I think all things work for people, but the difference between that book is he is he's taking a collective um, uh, experience from other people that specialise in X, Y, and Z, that mm. are proven, and then saying, hey, have a go, do this, try this if you want. And the, big, the best thing that he does is he owns the day rather than your life. So he doesn't start big and go, you've got to break everything down in your life. And It's like, okay, let's approach today. This morning, all I want you to do today is wake up, make the the cocktail, which is lemon juice and sea salt, Himalayan salt. Yeah, yeah. Funny, I I still do that. You're still doing it. I've never read the book. I know it's weird, but but then and you know move a little bit in the morning and stretch, and then you go to the next part, and it's it just it takes you through your whole day, and then you can implement whichever part of that to improve your day. He's very primitive, isn't he, as a person? Like he's very not alpha. Well, he's very alpha, but in the sense of he wants us to play. He always says that, doesn't he? 
yeah. humans should play and move and I fucking love it. But that. it is true and that, that's the kind of he takes away the seriousness and um, reminds everyone that we are like spiritual creatures and we are people that should you know be communicating and having fun. Yeah. Because I think sure. and, and you read that book and you get on a bus and you go fuck me like everyone <laughs> is so sad like, yeah. everyone's looking at their phones glazed zombies and it's so easy because we are that as well. What's his glass house tinted kind of window where is he where, where is he, he like, like Malibu or yeah yeah mate he lives in fucking LA he's like he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. a company called Onnit which is selling like human optimization products right so yeah. like he, it's great he's he's not everyone can do what he's doing because yeah. then everyone will have the same business yeah, but he's, he's found what he likes in life which is self and, and improvement and, and optimization. he's monetized it mm. yeah, and he's course, living yeah. his values so I think fair but, play but going out to play in uh, <laughs> in, <laughs> in Dalston Junction past 6pm in London <laughs> in February in minus fucking. Imagine yeah. Junior. Junior just lands in from Malaysia after well, reading it. Own your day. I'm here to play. I'm here to play. <laughs> Talking about the cold weather, we've actually fucking. We're going to go to Wim Hof. Oh. and that's fucking. So sorry, sorry, listeners, dog days. But we we yeah. tried to get on Wim Hof, who is a breathing expert. And if you've never heard of him before, please go and look at him. Just fucking, his he's hilarious. He's okay. This guy. Let me just give some credentials. He climbed Mount Everest twice. Um, Without his top on. In boxes. In boxes. Secondly, he wait, led... Wait, what? He yeah. climbed, mate, he's climbed twice. Mount Everest twice. With, with, with no gear. Just <laughs> by breathing. Yeah, yeah, mate, I swear. This guy's broken records. He's trained 16 other people to go and do the same thing through breathing. He's basically, he speaks about... Isn't it funny when someone's breathing? Me out, no, no, no. no. <laughs> he, he's discovered a way to access the part of your brain that you can't just through breathing. And your immune system. And your immune system. So he's like extremities. He can go into like crazy ice bars for 45 minutes would normally kill you but the, the thing the thing, the theory that he had is he can control his temperature in the body that's why he's able to stay in this ice and they were, everyone was like oh, fuck I call bullshit that's absolutely bollocks because people die mm. in these conditions right so he actually went to I don't know what university it was but um, I think it was a podcast with Tom Bilyeu uh, where he spoke about it because Tom Bilyeu loves him right? Impact so Theory Impact Theory yeah great great um, great podcast um, but so he goes in this ice bar 40 minutes blah 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 this university actually takes the temperature of his body and it stayed the same Throughout forty minutes through breathing. Okay. breathing. So, so we're going to go to his thing on Saturday, on twenty third of February. There's still tickets available in London for one hundred and seventy. Oh, is he doing a talk? He he does a whole experience. So you do the breathe. You get in the bath and you like do all the breathing and like and he teaches people that have been to it have come I'll away. Yeah, lads. You won't be there. <laughs> Sorry, we sound like we joined a cult. You lost me at one hundred and seventy pounds. Uh, <laughs> I just sit in my bath at home. No, Pooch, Pooch just messaged him again with fucking Pooch's followers. But we're getting get... press passes. We got press passes. Wait. So how many? Three. Three. If Danny, if the if, oh, if the yeah. mate, I feel like come. you two have got some secret messaging going on here where you sort each other out. We just no, we just saw each other on Tuesday and we're like whoa, and then that was that. Sorry, dude. Tossers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, right. I want to move on because uh, yeah, I think so. This is the danger we had of this this three. I think we're excited and realised there's lots of things to talk about. There is. We start. We mm, yeah. I just heard a vibration. <laughs> like your yeah. phone. We started by talking about um, our guests. I guess, and now we've gone on to like loads of different kind of things. Ollie, you got to remember we've got camera here now, so you got to look uh, like you're. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, I am. I just, so, want, I'm reading through my notes. So we, uh, yeah, I think we touched on the learnings from Josh and overlapped with Anna Lee very well. I think I want to delve into into Ben John a little bit. Yeah. Because also what you said there about the go out and play, mm. I think what Ben was trying to emphasize with fitness is that we we see fitness always as like being in the gym, treadmills, blah, 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 blah. Yes. But linking it back to Aubrey Marcus, going out to play, Ben was very much emphasizing 
everyday movement. Yeah. So just, oh dear, that's the flashy thing. Okay, brilliant. Ben was emphasising everyday movement. Have you thought about that anymore? Uh, do you know what? Walking I'm, more. And I've started his. Um, I've started doing his body body blitz. So thanks, Ben. I actually have doing my home because obviously I want to wake up in the morning. I'm at home. Sometimes I can't be really fucked to go drive to the yeah. gym. So I've started his body blitz. Those um, bands. What are they good for? Like pains oh, in the mate, shoulders. Oh unbelievable! I've seen you doing this. That's just my bands. mobility work. So you can use them bands for anything from mobility to range uh, mobility to range work, which I find mm. really really. And funny you say that, you actually feel it more. Then when you're doing like weights, the wrong technique and stuff. When you're working with bands, it's all like body weight and stuff, and you can feel feel your muscles and joints working a lot. So more. it works. I, I've just found that um, I want to start doing more exercise that isn't weight training because for me, I've done that for I said it on the podcast ten years. So, but I want to thank you. I want to. Um, you're born with a dumbbell in your, uh, in your hand. <laughs> I've, I started doing less, and again, speaking about the habit of doing more of the cycle stuff. Um, I also I want to do a 28 day challenge. I just. Do the blitz thing with me. It's thirty days. Is it okay? Well, I want to just I want to stop weight training for a month, yeah. and then I don't know, carry on my normal diet, and then see if I can do something for thirty days mm. to see if it makes any difference. Because it's all well and good starting a bit of cycle, or whatever. But that's yeah, just little stuff. I want to like, okay, let's see if it makes a difference to my body. Because I think like diets, you start to work out what. Um, how you like your body and, and, and I guess um, which exercise puts it in that state so I'm going to trial a few things I, we wanted to trial uh, Tai Chi both for mentality and physicality but so never done it the 28 day challenge Ben was promoting what is it? it's just body weight it's stuff that you can do at home so are you, doing, like are you supplementing that with gym still? Uh, yeah, now and then. Yeah. So I'll, I'll like break my week up. In some mornings when I wake up really early, I'll just stay at home, do my body workout, um, and then maybe two or three times I'll go to the gym mm. yeah. and do my other stuff. My, my ability. I'll do a lot of mobility work because I suffered with tendonitis in both my knees, um, tendonitis in my Achilles, lower back, two slip discs. So I suffered with a lot of injuries. You're when I was, rank, man. Oh, mate, honestly. <laughs> mate, but um, I see you in Jack's Instagram stories and you're just getting like ripped on the weights. No, but that's when, I go, that's when I go with Simpson because Simpson actually likes to smash the weights because he's actually yeah. got quite a good physique. But when I go by myself, I literally do my mobility work. I actually had a coach that I was working with and he does not believe in weights. So he used to make me take my shoes off in the gym so I only work on my feet, bare feet, because you get the most opt- optimization of mobility from your feet and your movement and your ankles and stuff and would literally not touch a weight for 30 minutes, 40 minutes and I'll be dripping with sweat. Okay. And that's literally from my like opening. The stuff that we did sort of We thing. did it, yeah, oh, we did cool. do it. I hated it, man. It's like static and shit. Like but, the stuff that you yeah. don't enjoy, the positions that you don't enjoy being in and then like you're working this weird internal muscle yeah. and getting no aesthetic results. Do you think there's something <laughs> about when it, you hate it so much that shows that it's probably worth doing yeah so those things are so boring I think there's a fine balance you know, like I physio, think there's a fine like, balance there's stretches for physio when you're supposed to like hobble yeah. on your like, ankle for like 10 minutes on and off or whatever. well we're it's doing anything in life isn't it if you don't really think it's yeah. so good for you you're like fuck <laughs> no but okay but the, okay, the reward needs to feel great I didn't personally like at, after didn't that one session no I know exactly but that's what I mean and that's the thing right yeah. it's like when you when you start a series if episode one isn't good mm. and even though all your fucking mates have told you it's great you stop watching that, that series the same thing happens with exercise if you don't persist even though it's fucking boring also mentally you're so used to lifting weights and getting that mm. aesthetic feeling of the biceps look quite oh, it's a shortcut it's a hack yeah. I've created a hack where I know I can get the thing that I want yeah. and yoga is really interesting a lot of people say they run on steam when they do yoga because they don't get these instant results where they're suddenly feeling very centred and they're feeling really like I you know, have to say the mobile. worst Dogs, dogs I've ever had. had was from Bikram the other day. Really? I enjoyed it thoroughly. I, I, the only reason I haven't returned is just I haven't found a good time to go back. But 
You were perfect. I basically, I pulled my hamstring playing football. You were there. That was so funny. Yeah. He, tried, he tried going back in goal. And he, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. No, I was minting goal. He was actually doing all right. And, and then there was a sus... One, no, it wasn't one. even that, mate. It was a suspect pass from one of our players. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I killed your hand. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I really hurt my hamstring. And then I went... I thought yoga might be good for it. But I don't think it's actually good to do deep stretches on when you've pulled something. No, no you shouldn't. But both my hamstrings and then my, my hips and everything were in so much pain after yoga because you're just... Yeah, you just so you're holding a position. Down, yeah. do you? You oh, that's like, the thing. When you're in class, <laughs> you don't want to like be the one that can't do anything. Yeah. So well, we'll be, we're it. being joined by a teacher in uh, in a yes, couple of weeks' time. To speak about She's lovely, and I, I experienced is one she of her a classes. Proper yogi. Oh, 100. She does all the whole like, and this is a position that comes from Vinyasa Vinyasa, like one oh, of those. Yeah. Like, yeah, sun, yeah. sun sanitation. Yeah. Well, when no, it's Vinyasa Vinyasa. All that. I'm going to get her to Shavasana. On the um, on the episode, I'm going to get her to do a breathing exercise with us. Nice. So we're going to spend three to five minutes mm. learning because it's I don't know what she does or says, but she puts me in this state just from her words. And she not only does she speak about your physical breathing and what you're doing, but she's reminding you about the connection to your spirituality as well. Linking that to breath, have you in the past few months? Obviously, we've learned quite a few things. Have you? I noticed myself actually. I read this book, a Japanese book called Ikigai. Um, Ikigai. And Ikigai, oh, great that's book. That's the book you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On about, That's yeah. the one you actually recommended yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Actually, yeah. you did. Oh, that's before me. I knew because I, I thought you were a bit of a wanker. Well, not wanker, but I thought like yeah. you were just reading so like books, like again. no, no business, business <laughs> books. <laughs> but but then I sent you that, and you were like, I was like, oh no, he's not gonna like it because it's all spiritual stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's very spiritual, but you really were, and oh, that, that was how I knew that you were a very spiritual person. I was like, you liked it. I fucking loved it. Wow. Yeah. So they they in the book they say when you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, like I have been recently in the last month actually through business is to take seven deep breaths like mm. deep seven is the number apparently that just puts you in that state of because everyone gets a three and stops it's gonna be okay. everyone always gets a three and stops mm. it's mad though because whenever anyone you were alluding to earlier talks about breathing then you suddenly naturally do it and then you realise fuck that I one, bet you're doing one, it right now one breath feels really nice yeah because like, yeah. <sighs> we're in that state of flow with where we don't actually breathe mm. well, well we do but we're just like so consciously we're just like yeah why we 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 started we've adapted shallow breathing because we don't need to exert ourselves anymore. Do loads of exercise, perhaps. Yeah. Wow. Keep moving, do you like Benjamin. Think Benja. of your breathing when you exercise. I do. I yeah. do. I really do. I thought, um, yeah, when I'm doing my weights. I, funny, there's a guy called Grenade J. If you watch him do his squats, he'll um, probably see me in the camera. So when he does his, his lifts, fucking, he's a, you know Grenade J, right? No. He's a meat lover. <laughs> he's, a, he's a meat lover. <laughs> when he does his squats, right? He goes. So he breathes in. He goes. Ah. <gasps> uh, okay. Before every squat, like literally takes a massive. <gasps> And it's mad. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. There's a lot of that kind of um, behaviour, isn't it? Like before, I, like it's affirmation sort of thing, isn't mm. it? Before I'm doing that, I'm going to act it out. I, yeah, reminds me of, you know, when you do a speech. I realised that as well. One of my biggest fears six months ago was public speaking. It, this sounds really weird, but when you actually do a speech and do it out loud four times, everything, all the worries are removed. Really? I've read, oh, 100%, man. I never, if you, you write it out and then you read it out, <laughs> this is so bad. There are some videos on my phone where I just think, oh. Oh, you do it, you record yourself doing it. Oh, I do it and then I watch oh, them back. Yeah, I got an issue with that. No, because sorry, mate. I won't send them to you. No, because basically, you because if you've written out the notes and you say exactly what you've recorded in your head, mm. It's just a. It's like when you do an exam, you don't actually really learn it. You're just robotically, robotically like using your memory to to spit. So, I've seen presentations when we did big pitches. I went to this pitch event, and it was really there was like a hundred pitches there, and a couple of people obviously pre-program what they're going to say. But as soon as there might be a noise in the room or something that interrupts that one word, that pattern, 
then the whole sequence is forgotten because Interesting. that's what I, my interpretation yeah. was because the people that learnt it word by word their, their pitches they weren't able to answer questions perhaps or they weren't able to th- it wasn't them then, thinking it was more than just like revo- my theory with that is that they don't know what they're talking about because you should be able to and secondly but then if you know what you talk about then it should come from the heart and I don't think you need to revo- it should but if, if, it's, if there's no structure to it it's harder for people to understand all my presentation course yeah, although it fucking was terrible talking in threes A preparing your, your presentation is, is Apparently fundamental, of like, course, yeah, of course. and and B the, the the reading part. You should always talk in threes, right? And so, and no matter what, if you have like fallen off and you've been like, oh shit, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought. The good thing about having something prepared mm. and planned and rehearsed is that you can enter back at some point. But do you or, mean slides? You talk about here? Uh, I just did. I mean, well, yeah. off the cuff kind of thing. Talking and pitching. Obviously, me and Olive have done. I think this month. Your friend Olive, not me. No, my other my business partner and friend Oliver Palmer. Um, we've pitched to three different investors and what I we, what we found worked best was obviously we have our investment pitch deck whatever it is mm. we have notes underneath so we wrote write little notes that we sort of learn that just re- then reflects to what each slide is kind of that thing. would freak me out if I had to do that really yeah so you I, just learn the little notes and then you automatically know like so it could just say market yeah super 10% and then you just know what to say in the thing and that the, the, they work. say the less words on the slide the better you mean under the slide under the slide and that's what and there's literally little bullet points and we found that worked really well um, the only thing we haven't found that works really well is fucking numbers it'll be interesting to speak we know a couple like performance sorry um, presentation coaches mm. it'll be interesting to speak to one on the podcast because they still like, I remember at college I used to avoid them and I had sick days because I was so scared of them and then slowly I've got better and better and now I feel like I can do it well but it'd be good to have someone tell to speak to them about you know, being an elite presenter do you know what I think that is really true but the, my biggest my learning about being a bad presenter was that I didn't believe I, this sounds really cliche but I didn't believe in what I was saying me and what yeah, I was yeah, saying so that's actually so I, important. I went to apparently one of the best presentation uh, course leaders in the, in London she was doing it for 30 years she was, I mean there were guys there that fuck, the, the, the table of people which didn't help my fucking fear of people who were on that were unbelievable like business CEO directors being like okay I'm here to like, refine my skills didn't she start by saying you're a cheapskate as well yeah because I asked her for uh, 50% off and she was like <laughs> Ollie really really wanted to be here and I was like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> then I got up and I was like, "Yeah, well, it needs to be here." Um, and then my presentation got worse at the end. It was terrible. I cried in the toilets afterwards. It was the worst experience of my life. But what I, what I found that I, no matter how many things I'd learned, it was it was my deep self mist or disbelief that I, that was causing me to stutter, go blank when I was talking about what I was talking about, and and really not believe in what I was talking about. Mm. So I think. Yeah, okay, it's very good to learn how to like, really hit it home. No, you definitely have to believe what you're talking about. Otherwise, I think you can you can call bullshit straight away. When someone is talking about something they don't even believe. Like, it's like Anneli was saying, your limbic nerve system, wherever you know, it is, like, going off. Yeah. Plus, also, when you are presenting, you've also got to remember that just be yourself because evident, evidently they're invested in, just in you, mm. right? People are invested in you, whatever it is, if you're pitching. Yeah, uh, yeah. preaching. We're just running through the numbers, and that's not mine and Ollie's forte. For instance, yesterday we were with our accountant for like four hours. What did you get a maths at GCSE? Yeah, I've got a... I didn't pass maths because I forgot my calculator. Okay. You know, in the calculator, there's two there's two papers, right? So in one of the papers, I think I've got a D or So e. weird. I didn't get drugs my dog ate my homework. In it was really weird. <laughs> I forgot the calculator in the calculus, so I was just trying to do maths that I couldn't do. Okay. Where are we with our... What are we talking no, about? No, so, yeah, yeah, so obviously that was from Ben. We went from fitness to thing. And I think, obviously, moving from that, we've all excelled in our businesses in a way in the last two, two three months. Gone back so. and forward, I think. I think, you know, we had Leonard... 
yeah. Sekionda, who was the CEO of uh, Very Mark Come good storyteller. What I liked about Leonard, because his piece of advice at the end was um, just start. Best advice, Best actually. Advice. And it's not um, complex. It really is as simple as just starting because... I, and there are things that I fucking put off. Like, I had a bit of a realisation moment yesterday when I had a conversation with my partners, and it was really, it was helpful, because I was like, the things that I'm saying I'm not very good at doing aren't the things I'm not very good at. It's the things that I've just not started doing. Yeah. So, i.e., my profit and loss. Isn't that weird? The common theme between all of us is the numbers. <laughs> um, but profit and loss, I, I just... I'm fine with it, but I just don't like it. I'm like, how can I project figures and numbers and stuff if I don't even know what's happening tomorrow? But actually, when I started doing it, I was like, well, yeah, actually, that deal might happen. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then suddenly you're like, oh, okay, I'm not that bad at it. So thanks to Leonard for saying just start because mm. A, just start that. B, just start on the on the launch and everything. On that point, and I don't want to go on too many caveats yeah. from this point. Let's keep it in line with what we're talking about. So Leonard's saying just start. There is, there's this Pomodoro technique, isn't there, where apparently there's like a timer, uh, you put it for 25 minutes on those tasks like that that you hate, and then you just apply yes. 25 minutes. And oh, then, yeah. I've heard, and then yeah, it's like, right, I'm going to just concentrate effort, 100%, no distractions, 25 like minutes doing this. Phone in another room. And then it's yeah. like, oh, that wasn't that hard. And then maybe you'll just probably carry on. And do it's a bit like meditation. Oh, sorry to preach. It's a bit like meditation. Like you have to, you have to focus and you have to put some attention to this thing. Otherwise it's never going to happen. Yeah. So like it's so, there are so many distractions on the phone. I, I, everyone says this. Distractions everywhere. everywhere. Caveats, Paul. Uh, wow. it's, it's, it's like going everywhere. Um, uh, by the way, I, I just, while I was speaking about little hacks and that sort of thing, I went to a really, really, really interesting talk. And I, when Deck and I went away to Barcelona. I told him this thing. I was like, wow, fucking me. <laughs> Mind blown. I don't know, yeah, I'm going to go on to it. Um, but this guy was doing a talk around how to hack. And the, the first thing that he started with, he was like, any innovation, whether it's Apple, whether it's a Hoover, whether it's whatever, the people have a mentality, and that is to assume that something is always broken. And that's when a hack starts to happen. So if you look at the definition of hack, it's, it's well, the definition is like a, t- a techie thing. But if you look at hacking, it's, it's finding a new way to solve an old problem, basically. First hacker, okay, was Mother Teresa, the lady that basically saved. She saved more lives, did you know, yeah. than anybody ever in the world oh, and, sure. and will. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. As you, well, we know, right? Let him have his... Wait, yeah, hold on. Mother Teresa, there's, there's a few things on my Okay, well, bear with me with this one. Yeah. Because her discovery was people were going into a hospital that were dying, right? Yeah. But the point is that she used a system, and whether or not it was humane or not, she used a system to discover how... Uh, to save more lives. And the learning was, okay, these guys are dying when they're in our care. More people are actually dying when they come in than when they leave. So than when they don't come in. So it, it, we're actually killing people in this hospital. And what she did, she wrote down and started scoring the deaths and started data collecting. And she actually had, like, she was the first person to ever have an infographic. And she's, she made the discovery that actually it was coming from passing on germs. Mm. Before Mother Teresa, we didn't even wash or change our, our utensils, or whatever they're called, when you operate. I don't know, John's probably listening to this and you twat. <laughs> Your, your scalpel and stuff, but she hacked something, right? And then I and they they showed another example of just a really clever, lovely hack. What do you see around a cigarette bin a lot of the time? 
just the the butts that stick out. You see out. cigarette butts, cigarette right? Butts, yeah. It's a bin for butts, and the most butts you see are around the bin, right? Yeah. So how can you hack that? You've got to assume something's broken. In Brighton, they've got this amazing uh, thing where there are two loads. So there's one on the left side, one on the right side, and it just says simply Star Trek, Star Wars. And because, because you vote, you, yeah, you vote for it, and there are no fag butts on the floor. And what you've done, you've, like, you've personified and identified that. The fag bar is now part of my identity because yeah, I'm yeah. going fucking Star Wars, yeah, you know. Or, or if it was that. Chelsea Arsenal, you'd be like fucking mm. Chelsea, you know. Or if you didn't support, well, mm. you know. <laughs> but I love that. That's that's um, the the point of me making this is because they've hacked something and they've assumed something's broken and provided the solution. Yeah, the one I know when you say that is uh, the the tipping uh, cup that you see at bars. So it's like donate to the fund to kill Justin Bieber or something. Oh, yeah. And you, like, oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah, I hate Justin Bieber. Put a tip. Put a tip. Well, we're really deviating. We're speaking, speaking of tip jars. Little um, uh, pokey shop around the corner. Oh, These oh, really hot. Yeah, like, really yeah. hot girls. They're, um, she's, yeah. She had a thing for you yesterday, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah. The tip jar says, um, stick your tip in, see how it feels. Anyway. But with Leonard, uh, we, like you said, he's a, yeah, he was a very good... He's just start. He's a very great good story. story. Like great, amazing story for anyone of our listeners, like you said, who just do want to start or feel like they're in a place where they actually can't start. Yeah, like Leonard created uh, just, something from nothing. Yeah, really. yeah, like have some self belief, basically. Mm. Like pretty much it. Just start and believe in yourself and navigate your path. Definitely. We are bloody forty six minutes in. Wow, that was really quick. Okay, right. So apart from speaking about our guests and stuff, we want to thank them. Um I think it's also important to project what's happening in the next few weeks and what we're aiming to do and get on. Well how yeah, how do you feel the podcast has gone just generally speaking so far? So yeah, I think I think um the feedback that I have mostly received has been actually people who like quite like it when we're asking poised questions and with yeah. and having things answered. What they don't like is being uh a preach to um, and B hearing like anything that doesn't sound authentic or real. Yeah. And actually, I think because we're most importantly, we are not experts, right? So when the minute when we're sitting here with the microphone being like, "Yeah, you should wake up in the morning and do this shit," like mm. it's very important that people understand that we're not doing that. We're only giving our our, our learnings and suggestions. No, from... I'm saying we're going through it with you. We're, yeah, we're going through yeah, yeah. The same thing. I thought with you were about you. to say like. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm just saying we're literally because we're at the same level as our listeners. Yeah. So we're learning, and we want you to learn with us. Yes. And we want you to give us advice as well of like actually. I'm doing this. This works for me. You should try it. Yeah, because we're in the same level. I think that's the round table. That, oh yeah, it's the fucking King Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, that's the thing really important. So what I want to do more of next is bring on more of these really inspiring people that under, that know their shit way better than we do. Whether it's somebody in meditation, I really I really want to get that right. Um, somebody in this, we really want to get that right. Well, I, I, me personally, I really want to get that right. Mm. But I want to sleep. Coach. That's a. I actually, yeah. We need to find that person. For I'm, me, what, so I've on. got one in Australia, but she's like, "Hey, I never come to the UK." So that's all I've got <laughs> so far. We'll fly out to Australia. But we're working. Like the the thing is that you don't really see on the podcast is we, we work hard to find these people. Like we're yeah. not just. I mean, it's it's hard to get these guys. To, a we we've got a very small following of people, so that's not always the biggest lure for these people is to speak to thousands and thousands. So no, but you, we also don't want to get people like you said that that we feel aren't beneficial for our listeners. Well, un- unrelatable. Unrelatable, yeah. exactly. We want to get... Yeah, I think what you were also touching on, I like to get people in that really strongly believe in something because then yeah. it's like they're really authentic to that practice and then we can 
challenge them and mm. try and take that practice into yeah. into what we're doing, e- what we're doing in everyday life and everyone's everyday life. Yeah, I've I've loved every minute of what we're doing. I think it's very, like you said, thera- therapeutical. Yeah, for, no, for, all at the end, but therapeutic. Yeah, therapeutic. <laughs> uh, thank Sorry. you. Therapeutic, very uh, therapeutic for all of us and. It's nice that we're all going through the same stage in business and I can sort of look, go on your shoulder, look at your shoulder, get advice of you of what to do and mm. um, what not to do. And I think it's been very nice. Yeah, I think that's fine. And then I guess personally, um, which I haven't really covered off, but the just a, little, a few of the little things. I, I you had a launch party last week, didn't you? Yes, I had a launch party. I don't need a round of applause. I've had far too many of those, so let's let's yeah. fucking stop Speech. that. Uh, no more speeches. Um, I promise you. What did you launch? Quivering mess. What um, did you launch? I, I launched my business, Unknown, which is a senior talent solution for the creative industries. And you know what? I've been really, really happy with how the reaction's gone down so mm-hmm. far. Like I, I receive... 400 messages on LinkedIn, well done, which mate. is like that to me is a lot, and they're not all just like the, the standard congrats on your new job. But it's like no, it's personal be, messages, business. Yeah. You know that we've actually got business in, which is amazing. You never expect from making a website and throwing a party, which is essentially what what happened, and a few posts and writing a bit of like mm. you know whatever. You never expect for it to have such a profound effect, and I think um, people really admired the the gap and the niche and the hack that's been. Uh, that's happened within the industry, and that is that the talent is either trying to find new homes or people are trying to find new different talent for different places. Yeah. And knowing that this, the brand is on the strength of those two discoveries, it feels quite safe. Yeah. Whereas before, had I, I mentioned before, had I launched anything straight away, it would have been shit. So I'm really glad it's that I It's been interesting that. to see that because you've spent a long time doing it, but rightly so, because I think your experience working with creative directors has helped you see. The importance of branding massively, mm. but your branding is amazing. Yeah, it's really, I, I, really, it. it's really I appreciate it. it. My you know, the, the, the photo shoot and stuff that it's, it's such a even from the pictures it just delivers such a strong message. Thank you. Away. The one thing I have learned is that it's not always about branding though, and I think the the biggest learning I've had is not to neglect some of the commerciality because yes, it's very important to have a very strong brand, mm. but it's only a part of the business, and you have to, to have a brand. You have to have money coming in, and yeah. you have to you know think about those sides. So the, this phase for me. And what I really, why I want to focus around, um, you know, things like meditation, yoga, but also focus and habits and that sort of stuff, is because I need to be very structured with what I'm doing, and I need to make sure that I'm doing the business part of my job, which is really the hard part. So that's that's also little mini learn is start like stop fucking texting on WhatsApp like. Oh, I've, I've discovered this like you, I've had so many arguments that I, that I'm not I'm not a very argumentative person but I've had so many things that have happened and been blown up because I've not just picked up my fucking phone and called someone yeah you said this calling like, someone so much it's, better but it you, is, you know, if you're in a, in a bad state or having a bad them. day you read them like you could say Hey, have a good day, buddy. But if I'm having a bad meal, I could be like, have a fucking good day, you prick. Well, no, but it's like, have you sent that, mate? Yeah. What the fudge do you mean if I sent it? Is it? No, I was just asking if you sent yeah. That is a normal thing that you've sent to millions of people. Yeah. Have you sent it, mate? But if you're in a bad mood, it's like, fuck off. Have you just sent it? Right. Oh, this is why I wanted to get Niraj on to talk about the technology overload. Because the WhatsApp stress is so stressful because mm. you're just constantly getting so many messages. And it's like... It's seen as rude if you don't reply to them. Yeah. Yeah. We're, all, we're all like sucked in. Like not everybody is like before you could 
you know, you were offline on MSN, right? Yeah. Like, you were offline, so... Nudge, of nudge, course, nudge. Oh, yeah, of course he's not going to respond because he's doing something, but now it's... You're, you're always, always online. On. Well, yeah, you're you can have offline, on. can't you? But no one really gives a nah, thing. You still you send can't. messages. You, uh, WhatsApp's always on, yeah. in my opinion. But and talking of launches, I actually... You also launched a video um, with Daily Bread, and we fucking loved it, you know? And yeah. Calm, and you spent a lot of work put, and put time the link in the description. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, well, I can't you know, sequence it now. We can actually do it with our video. Okay, have a look at this. Yeah. Whoa, that's cool. But we were really, we were really proud of that, and that, like, that was fucking awesome when it came out. Such a strong message. Yeah. The, what was the reaction? The reaction from that? Yeah, reaction has been very good. For Daily Bread, we've had a couple briefs come in as an agency. Uh, with FC Not Alone, it's a bit of a tricky one to be completely honest because I've funded FC Not Alone and everything myself, and I think it's such a great message behind it. Obviously, I would think that because it's. Kind no, of it is. It me thinking is. it, but I think that. But I find I'm struggling to uh, get it to be where I want it to be because mm. with that I can't just keep spending my own money on it. Yeah. Mm. But I think the challenge with it is that we're in support of Calm, so it's not a Calm pro property. So we can only allocate. I want to allocate the profits to Calm, but there also needs to be revenue to be able to allow it to uh, we'll allow pay me to, for set, to pay for anything. Yeah. 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 And for me to put my time on it. That means I'm taking time from doing stuff that actually allows me to live as a person. Yeah, my bills. of course. But the feedback has been really positive, and we've got an event on March the seventh uh, at WeWork, which they've very kindly allowed oh, us amazing. to uh, on the the South Bank office. I'll, I need to really know the details finer, but mm. Thursday, March seventh, and it's basically an evening where we will have a panel discussion talking about you know can football be used as a platform nice. uh, to improve mental health. Um, I, I think don't that's what say... you've done. I think that's what you've done. You've really shown people that it can be. But yes, yeah. yeah, so you shouldn't put pressure on. But like it's it. not. It's not just a. It's not just a one video. That was kind of like this is FC not alone, and this is how we're going to try and do this for ten years, fifteen years, twenty right, years. I'm setting up the platform to allow me to. I think you're the same. We're all the same. Is that we always wanted to do some nice positive charity work to take your yeah. mind off. Yeah. Still, I'm still yet to find that. But I actually wish we chatted with Annalie more about it. But I'm still yet to find the thing that I do purpose. that is charity. Yeah, charitable purpose. I'm, I think we'll discover our purpose as we go along. Mm. But the charity thing, I don't know which one I'm that is going to make me feel like ah, oh, this one feels like I'm not. You know, and making any effort. This was like, I love doing this. Yeah. You know, it will happen. Sadly, actually, I think it? with charity, like with this, it just it can naturally gravitate towards you based on your life. Yeah, like mine, like, mine came with animals. Like when I was in Asia, I used to go to a dog shelter, you know, volunteer my own time, even out of training. I'd come after training and be absolutely fucked, but go to this animal shelter. This guy called Joseph would look after 200 dogs, mate, right. by himself, him and his, his daughter. And these are dogs off the street with like nothing. They would have food and I'd go there once a week, clean the shelter. But by the way, like it's not a shelter that you think like back to your dog's home. It's like a... A house Rank. with a massive fucking yeah, field yeah. and just hundreds of dogs everywhere. Wow. But I had that purpose because obviously I had my dog that I rescued from Sarawak. Um, so that just happened naturally. And the feeling and the gratitude I got when I got, even though when I got home I was fucked, I just felt so good. Yeah, that was nice to know. Like, I want to feel, I want to have that. Yeah, because at the moment it feels very narcissistic. It's all about my business and mm. it's about capital and blah, blah, blah. It feels like, whoa, need to do some giving back, I think. If you yeah. do want to donate to SPCA, swipe up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's an amazing charity. And in Asia, there's a lot of, you know, with animals, they don't really look after the animals, mm. especially dogs, as well as they should. Um, so it's an amazing thing that he's doing. What about, are you, are you feeling good about Fitbit Pro? I am, I am. I mean, we're, 
in the stage now where we're in talks with investors and we've had two investors that want to put the money in. Like I said, we're just now getting the figures together and actually doing the profit, losses, expenses, revenues, etc. like the boring stuff. But when you actually look back at it, you know, one thing that me and Ollie said that we should have done it four months ago. We should have done it five months ago. Like we were so focused on what Fitbook actually is and what it's delivering to the public and how like you said, because we're giving back pretty much or, you know, helping athletes. We were so focused on that aspect and actually we should have probably been more focused on the commercials, the commercials well, and I the business. I so. think with that, it depends on whoever you're pitching it to, right? Because yeah, 100%. If you're looking for investment, there's for so ins- many good ideas, but it's like, you know, how is this going to get me return on my money? That's, yeah. that's literally... Yeah. That's Evidently, what that's, that's what we've, we've, we found out is, you know, every <laughs> investor, because they're, putting, they're giving you their money, yeah. is, well, they want to know where each fucking penny is being spent even whether it's petrol watts if your phone bill you know literally everything where my money is going how when when am i going to make it back how i'm going to make it back yes like you said they love the fucking idea they love the passion that's why they want to invest but then you need to show them the fucking that's the and they also want to know that you're thinking about that because yeah, exactly. like, yeah. if they're not if these guys haven't mm. even thought about how this is going to make my return yeah. on investment it was quite funny actually so the last uh, meeting we had with um two investors uh, in how we came, we came into, we'd done our, you know, our thing, how we present the whole thing and they loved it. They loved the idea. They, we knew they were going to, everyone loves a fucking idea, mm. right? Um, and then it went very like Dragon's Den. Like, and this is the first time we've had it. I w- I've watched Dragon's Den so many times just to prepare for this moment, right? <laughs> so I'm like, suddenly like, did you have a so, chat with the wall? Wait, so it's like, no, wait, sorry, mate, can we just, um, Ollie, mate, what the fuck? Are we? What's he, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it was like, so, um, so how much, uh, you know, how much money are you going to make in year three and all this? And we were like, oh my god, I'll make my palm. Oh, did you, did you bullshit you or did you? No, 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 Ollie. Yeah. You know how pa- we know what Paz is like. I said, mm. gonna be honest with you, mate. I ain't got a fucking clue. <laughs> Basically, in them words, in them words, and in respect to I the investor, the love. investor was like, thank you for being so honest. Go, go, go back to your accountant. <laughs> no, fuck off. <laughs> go back to your accountant. Come back with us to the numbers. He actually sent us an email afterwards saying, really, really looking forward to pushing this forward. Wow. I rate okay. that because Ollie is Good. like that, isn't he? He's like, he's very, he's very. He's, you he's need str- that, but that is so important. If you have two like, bullshitters. Yeah, yeah, the authentic yeah, yeah. thing. Then they're going to be like, those two Ain't are lying through clue. their teeth. Yeah, that, exactly. that, as soon yeah. as you leave, they're like, yeah, cross you out. Yeah, exactly. You, had the, you know, the audacity and then just transparency. Yeah, we don't yeah. have that. Exactly. It would never happen on Jaggers so messy, they, would, they would have torn you just reds. Like, oh, you can imagine Deborah Needham being like, I'm sorry, what was that? Did you just swear in my face? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going well. Um, as soon as the money you comes must be in. learning loads. Oh, so much, man, every day, which is, yeah, which is amazing. But I mean, as soon as the money comes in, we're actually going to start building the app, which is the exciting part. Amazing. That's when the techie stuff comes in. That's what in. you think, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> building an app. Is it exciting. exciting yeah right I've, the guys in my office like they, they we've, they've got a crazy guy called Joe uh, Multi he's brilliant he's a German guy he's like okay he's like anything you want yeah. but like it does not look easy like this guy you have to have geniuses yeah and but we've got a team we've got a team which is which is obviously important Who's nice um, and that is a knock for Maz so yeah. we are we're excited we can't wait um, to come back next week and the week after with some brilliant guests uh, look forward to yoga and then someone a special guest I'm not going to mention yet That's but very awesome. exciting yeah, very exciting person's coming Coming yeah, on next yeah. week. Also, yeah. Hopefully, this will be available on YouTube. So we will now be having another stream of content for you. So, which we're getting used to, by the way. So sorry. We're going to our... try our best. If you are listening only on Spotify and iTunes, we'll try our best to make sure that we're not talking too much about stuff that is going on. Yeah. In yeah, front yeah. of our eyes. Also, yeah. fucking thank you, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. For oh, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Your... Oh, a thousand downloads as well. Woo! 
thank you. Thank Jeez. you to, uh, to Boyman. Uh, that's it. That's our one guest. Thank and, uh, <laughs> thanks for all our listeners. Thank you for everyone who's actually helped us learn. We love you all. Apart Even from, him. Apart yeah. from Junior Pooch. No, I'm fucking, I love learning. That's, that's, the, that's my number one thing. If you can't Oh, learn. here we go. He's already fucking preaching. Yeah. If you can't fucking learn. <laughs> all right, we're signing out. Thank you so much. Love you lots. Ah, ah, ah. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at Dog Days Pod. Leave us a comment, let us know what you think, and we'll see you next week.